0: okay rapid fire question number three <laughs> is if this happens drop your therapist oh Ooh. um
1: if if a therapist is dismissing what you were going through 100 percent drop them because their therapist like that they'll cut you off and try to dismiss the things that you were saying
0: so if they're dismissive, drop them. Yeah,
1: definitely. Because okay. it doesn't make sense. Your job is to help me understand and validate those feelings and help me navigate. Yeah. Not just saying, well, no, that's not what's happening.
0: Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening to you. My name is Chris Miller. And to welcome to the Talk to People podcast. A weekly show where I sit at this round table to talk to a new person about how they improve their life with better conversations, relationships, and community. The whole thesis of this show is that life is better when you talk to people, and as you talk to people, you become socially fit, and this social fitness is going to align with your overall health, your outlook on life, and the community around you. This week, I had the privilege of sitting down with Abraham Isay, a man who really needs no introduction. If you're familiar with Kansas City, then more than likely you're familiar with Abraham. Abraham founded the Freedom Project, which is a cool organization that highlights the importance of mental health. He is a filmmaker, he's a content creator, he's a speaker, and a natural friend. In this episode, you can expect to hear about the dangers of burnout, the importance of therapy, how to find a therapist that fits you, something that may indicate it's time for you to get a new therapist, and how to build a team that supports you will also allows one another to pursue their own goals. And before we hop in, if you haven't already, go ahead and review the podcast, rate the podcast on how you're listening. But then if you want, share it with someone who you think is going to need it. Other than that, let's hop in. Okay, well, you are officially live oh, cool. in the dining room studio, just like that. right? And you have a different hat today. So yeah. let's start there. Yeah, so uh, this um, I'm had. You know, I actually got it from my
1: girlfriend. She uh, uh, bought it as a gift uh, because of my space that's always up and down. Uh, So it's acting as a reminder for me to always remember that there'll always be up and downs. And, you know, without rain, there can never be flowers. And the founder of this company, he's, you know, he's, he's also someone within the community in Kansas City who's always working on all these amazing things. And he has this. Uh, like uh, one of the designs is the no rain so flowers, but he has multiple designs. But this is the one that everyone knows him with. Uh, and you know, one thing that he does is, you know, he brings in a bunch of kids from the from like the inner city, and they actually make these hats together, which Whoa. kind, which of, uh, is acting as a as a hub for. You know, like an, you know, just a space for them to meet other people. So sometimes we bring people like me, uh, to come in and talk to all these kids just to make sure that they, they're like out of trouble. And, but, but instead they're seeing other people that are doing something positive. So, yeah, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I like to support him. You know, his name is Clark. Um, you know, we call him Big Clark. Uh, and then, you know, <laughs> is the he a company. Big dude? Oh, yeah. Like strong dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, his company is called, um, clever. Uh, I believe clever. I think it's Clever Fool. I should know this because I buy the product. Mm. Uh, but yeah, if you look up Big Clark, you always see him everywhere. Like He does this, like cinematic shots of his videos. Super talented. Wow.
0: Yeah. So look him up. It's funny because mm-hmm. whenever I met you, I went and we were hanging out talking. And it's almost like a lot of the people you know, they have a business venture, mm-hmm. but they're also skilled at capturing oh, yeah. content.
1: True. True. Yeah. It's like
0: typically those two people are different, Mm -hmm. but I've seen a lot of hybrids lately. Right. It's almost like if you want to survive or succeed Mm -hmm. in the digital content space, you have to have a business, but also be really good at creating content.
1: Big time. Because nowadays we're all like consuming content right now because like, you know, you were shooting videos. There's so many of these videos out there. But like people like gravitate to like content like this where you can hear like authentic stories and people sharing things that can help someone else watching on how to do X, Y, Z. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, at the end of the day, if you're not creating some form of content that people can see, it's really hard to like penetrate into any space. So, uh, uh, usually when I meet people like that, I like to go all in and, cause I know how hard it is yeah. uh, to like the setup, you know, to actually find the guests, <laughs> uh, uh, to like sh- Editing all the videos and then having to manage the the you know the business side of it. Like earlier, we were talking about sponsorship. If there's any company watching, you need to sponsor this. This is really dope. I, yeah. Like we, you know, there's a space for water. <laughs> Jump on board. This is my commercial. You know, right. Um, so, yeah, sponsorships. You know, they're really difficult to come across. So. Uh, so I like to go in and help out as much as I can, and you know, share if there's people that I know that 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 could participate or be a guest or a sponsor. So yeah, I mean, it's it's out there. You know, there are people out there just creating with no like strategy as to like what to do. Uh, so whenever I meet people like that, I like to go in and like help out because I see myself in every every person that's a hybrid, as
0: you said. Totally. Uh So yeah, because that's mm-hmm. what you've been doing. Because currently. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about your projects, and we'll mm-hmm. just kind of go from there. But we'll start with the Freedom Project. Right. And that was founded in?
1: 2017.
0: 2017. How old were you like in 2017? Officially, it was yeah. founded in 2017. But you were working on it prior but to that.
1: But I, I was working on it as a side project, and I never really wanted to do it full-time because it's mental health. Yeah. And back then, uh, I was holding back myself to share my own story, so I, I felt like I was just Talking about mental health by using other people's story, but I was afraid to even share my own story. Until 2019 is uh, sorry, 2017 to 2019 is when I started telling my own story, oh. and then that's when I started seeing people that knew me back then would say, "Oh my god, this was happening to you!" Like we didn't know. And then some people are like this also happened to me, and I'm like, "Oh crap, this is I should do this full time." Like this is is like impacting other people on a daily basis, uh, but here I am like withholding my story right and not sharing why i'm doing what i'm doing and the moment that happened that's when things changed. like the moment i started talking about my why the reason why i was talking about mental health and how i was impacted how people in my circle were were impacted uh, i I decided okay it's time to do this full-time and that's how the freedom project became an actual thing and the name freedom project came from a show that i was watching on i think on like youtube or somewhere and then this guy was like uh, like, um, freedom is in America is a toxic version of what freedom really is, and I was like, that's deep. Like, oh my god. Okay, how can I use this to make sure that, uh, I can communicate that to people? That one sentence, but then using the word freedom as a project, which you know, like, infinitely, it's always going to be in progress. Yeah, like the fun will be in the process as we're figuring out what what really is freedom. Yeah. Uh, And but the goal is to talk about mental health. Uh, So kind of like masking mental health underneath freedom because everybody want to be free. Right. At the end of the day. Uh, But we don't necessarily know what are you know, how do we get to freedom? Uh, And which to me, it's like mental, uh, you know, it's not with your mental health, because if you have a crappy mental health, You don't project any positivity towards people. You don't care whether people are free or not. Uh, to, to you, you you're just in a bad state and you project that wherever you go. So that, that's why I decided to use the word freedom. I think I'm eventually going to rebrand it to something else, but I want to accomplish that first and then re, you know, rebrand into something simple Mm because freedom project sometimes comes with a, you know, there are some drawbacks as to some companies where, when it, when they hear Freedom Project, they're like, "What is this? Some far right movement?" Yeah, and they right. see me, they're like, "Oh, okay, this is weird. What is this? Some yeah. far left?" I was like, "It's not political at all." Uh, but even though we, we we like work on legislation now, sure. uh, but I I, I figure out if we can accomplish anything, we need to pass bills. Uh, so now you know, Freedom Project it keeps changing. You know from. To, 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 to your point, a hybrid, I feel like I'm projecting what, you know, the things that I do into it now and all the other people that I come across, they're all hybrids. So, Freedom Project does films, documentaries. Now we're doing legislation, events to bring in all of these people that we meet on a daily basis in order to make change. Uh, so, yeah,
0: why wouldn't you? Especially right? if mm-hmm. that's naturally you. Right. Because it's that whole entire idea of it takes us a while. I know with the podcast, I would talk about building relationships and, because mm-hmm. that's crucial for mental wellness, right. right? Having good people in your life. That way mm-hmm. you can endure the bad days and enjoy the good days, right? With the social infrastructure. It's mm-hmm. crucial. So, but it took you a while to start talking about your own story. Similar to me, I'd be on the podcast asking mm-hmm. people questions, and I'd be like, I'm <laughs> grateful they're not asking me that question. Right. You're like, thank God. <laughs> yeah, which is so <laughs> backwards. And mm-hmm. then I went to go guest on a podcast, mm-hmm. and they were asking me questions, and I was like, wow. It gave me a lot more grace right. as like a host, mm-hmm. but also it encouraged me, be you, right. share your stuff. Mm-hmm. And for you, what was it, therapy that mm-hmm. gave you the courage to start sharing? What happened? No, it was my ex-girlfriend. Oh, <laughs> nice. Because, you know, she
1: was always require, uh, demanding for me to share, to like open up. And back then, I didn't understand what that meant because, again, I I grew up in West Africa, and the relationship that I had with my parents was more like a general and his son, like yes sir, no sir, like that's the environment. my mom and dad. No, my dad, but mm-hmm. my mom as well. You know, she doesn't really have the language, uh, to to help me navigate. You know, even though she was very graceful, you know, she was always there whenever something would happen between me and my dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, after the fact, she would, she would come and like you know apologize but because she can't really do anything because the way like the dynamic of my family back then it was like the dad was everything like he was god he was is that king. how it is in west africa most of the time yeah 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 patriarch like yes the father. yes yes the dad is up and then he decides what what is what we're gonna do all of the things and the mom is kind of like the supporter. Uh, kind of like Batman and Robin. Like Batman sometimes will always, you know, like override whatever Robin wants to do. Mm-hmm. So that's the dynamic that I grew up in. So communication-wise, I, I lacked the skills. Like, And I also had a really bad stutter uh, due to, you know, all the suppressed emotion. And I and I actually had to stutter due to a bunch of trauma that I experienced as a kid. We can get into that. I don't know what your audience mindset, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like state of mind is. Um, uh, so me me like having all that baggage going into a relationship with someone from from the US the first white woman i've ever dated and she always w- wanted to talk about being yourself and i was like what the heck yeah. what do you mean be yourself <laughs> <laughs> like leave me alone and but, but but then she was very like demanding that i'm, I'm using demanding in, in in like a positive context sure. cuz she was like if i'm going to spend the rest of my life with you i need to know who you are and i'm like i don't even know who i am to me i'm just Here to study because my parents told me so and so she kind of like inspired me to you know like you know get that out of me like wanting me to share who i am and and tell me you know she would always tell me who she is and i was like i know i know who you are but i don't really know yeah Uh, even down to me dating her came from the fact that she was the first person who said i love you and to me i was like this weird, like, because mm-hmm. I've never been told mm-hmm. by my parents that I love you. I've never even heard my parents tell each other "I love you." Like, wow. so to me, someone saying "I, I love you" was—I uh, didn't even realize how big it was until I heard her say that. And so, and I'm just saying, like, okay, what is this? Like, what, what, what do you mean, I love you? <laughs> it was—it it was such a big gesture for me when that happened. Uh, and uh, that was the reason why I even decided to date her because of that. Because, I'm, you know, it kind of sparked my curiosity and, and opened new avenues for me to explore who I am. Because now someone else loved me and they gave me this space to be myself and was always asking me questions about me. And I was like, I've never had anyone be interested in me at all. Uh, so, uh, but then, you know, over time, obviously she got burnt out because... Yeah, I was I was a stubborn as a rock <laughs> like, mm-hmm. cuz I you know it, it takes me a while to process things and you know I, I I don't know who I am but she wants me to talk about who I am and she did her best and eventually she kind of gave me an ultimatum and said you know you either go see a therapist or I'm out because I'm tired and I'm and I was like okay cool so I literally went to therapy with the mindset of like can you tell me how I can get my girl back? <laughs> yeah, and and then the therapist, uh, you know, like the therapist back then, I remember she would always laugh whenever <laughs> I would say that. That's hilarious. and I was like, no, like I'm serious. Like I want to get this girl back. This girl back is the first person who made me feel this way and gave me access to all of these things that I've never experienced before. How can I get my girl back? And then like therapist will always just tell me uh actually well cool we're gonna work on that but first tell me about your childhood i was like Ooh. what are you talking yeah. about yeah, yeah, yeah. you're my like two childhood? different subjects oh yeah. yeah my my brain was automatically like no i want to talk about this girl that i've been dating and i want her back and she was like no tell me about your childhood and then little by little you know i was like well i grew up in africa just tell you know how was that i was like I don't know. It was Africa. Like what what do you want to know? Can we go back to this girl that's going to leave me? Right. And I was, and I was saying things like she's probably dating someone right now. Like so hurry up. Th- that's why now I talk about domestic violence because of that re- you know the things that I I I discovered while in therapy uh, understanding the me having this you know expectation on her uh and then feeling like she was mine because she made me feel this way. Uh, and, you know, uh, and over time, do, through therapy, I was able to learn that even the reason why I dated her is not because I love her. I love the idea of being with her because she made me feel loved for the first time ever. And now I I expected her to love me all the time. I expected her, uh, you know, to be my everything. And, and you know, uh, and, and while in therapy is when I learned that all of my behavior led to her leaving because down to her giving up friendships to be with me. Because I would feel uncomfortable whenever there there are other people that I don't know. Even her hugging people was weird to me. Because back in Africa, we don't. I've, I've never experienced that before. So I was able to learn all of that in therapy. And I was like, so I'm the problem this whole time? Yeah. Are you telling me? Uh, so yeah. So the, the, that's why you know, uh, foundationally, with the Freedom Project, therapy is such a big uh, like concept for people to like seek. Whenever I talk about mental health, because I'm always, you know, because to me, it works for me. But I'm, I'm talking about in a way that, you know, even though it works for me, uh, doesn't mean that it will work for you because you don't understand how to access therapy. For example, whenever you break your arm and you go to the hospital and uh, without knowing what doctor to speak to, it takes you have to go through the whole intake process before you see the actual doctor. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out how did this happen, blah, blah, blah. But you could be at a skin doctor and not know that that's not the right doctor, but you see them anyway and you pay for all of those other extra things that you're doing. Insurance would pay for it. If you don't have insurance, you have to pay for it. And then you go see the doctor and realize, oh, that's the wrong doctor. And he's like, oh, well, I don't do, you know, do this. How about you go to this other doctors that actually practice with your, your bone and, you know, be, be able to put a cast on it. But all that time wasting is what's happening in mental health. Like people will go and see the wrong therapist uh, that's, you know, basically talking about family or like dysfunction, but they're dealing with something else or like trauma or like PTSD. They're they not talking to someone who is specialized. So now, but they've spent the whole time going through the intake process. They get burnt out. And sometimes a lot of therapists, they don't have like continuum of care. So they don't really share who to go see because to them, oh, I'm not your ter- the right therapist. We've We've done three sessions. But this is not working, and you know the usually the patient will say, "I'm out," yeah. and they build that stigma over time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why with Freedom Project, the goal is to educate people on how to see a therapist, not just go and see a therapist. Like you know, go go and see a therapist. Like a lot of people say that, but they don't tell you who to go see because they don't even know what you are struggling with. You, the individual, don't know what you are struggling with, and then you you just go up to better help better better help can you sponsor this (laughs) 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 and then you know they go and just see a a therapist who is not like uh specialized in what you are dealing with because you don't know what you're dealing with it takes it you know the uh like therapist has to talk to you different times and before they actually know how to properly like diagnose you so it, it takes time so that's why i'm trying to get rid of that that space through the freedom project by making sure that whenever you pick up a phone to speak to a therapist, it's the right therapist for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, same with healthcare, uh, you know, I'm trying to apply those same, uh, you know, uh, you know, the same standard to mental healthcare because that's how it should be. It's it's just that there's so much stigma to get to that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, I kind of lost my chin. No, that's somewhere. a great point. And I
0: hadn't <laughs> mm-hmm. thought about that, mm-hmm. but you're right. Because for a lot of people going to see the therapist mm-hmm. is like, Okay, I've done it. Yeah. And I've it done takes it. a long time to get there, right? Mm-hmm. Like particularly for you, you were saying to get the therapist took you a while and mm-hmm. then you show up and the therapist is laughing at you. Yeah, I know. Like <laughs> I,
1: I, I I still take that personally, you know, and, and we can talk about this, but the event that just got cancelled. Mm-hmm. I took it so personal because the guy laughed while we were on the phone and maybe, you know, it it was just which not guy? like not you don't
0: have to name them, but like so I can understand Well,
1: yeah. So the Kaufman Center event that I put together is yeah. a big event. Right. So like 500 people, thirty thousand people registered online totally. to watch it. We had we had people all over the U.S. flying in. Like you know, it's even huge. even like representative from from like like Wonder mind, you know, Selena Gomez's mental health agency. Mm-hmm. All these people were like interested in coming, in and I, and I was ready to host one of the biggest things that happened in the mi- Midwest. And then they even got cancelled mm-hmm. um, and and you know I remember talking to the guy trying to like like tell him, "Hey, this is really important for the community, blah 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 and at some point he laughed and and I took that really hurt me i I, I literally told him i'm going to get off the phone now, and I'll call you back because I had practice with therapy and <laughs> Good whenever job. things hurt get me personally I get off the phone because sometimes it's not even about that yeah. it's because of something that happened like a, you know a long time ago that triggered that mm-hmm. so I literally got off the phone I said I'll call you back give me like an hour I'll get back to you I literally get off the phone sat down like why the heck did this bother me so much?" Like, and I started processing and I am saying, okay I'm not going to call him back in an hour. I'll call him the next day. Actually, I, I, I ended up emailing, I'll call him one day now because I'm still, <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not ready to talk to this guy. <laughs> yeah, know? it's, it's yeah. still an open case. Yeah, it is. It, yeah, it's, it's still open. Uh, whenever I get to it, I'll get to it. And, and then I'm, I'm going to make sure I'm in the right headspace to talk to him because to me when people laugh it literally gets to me like it's the only thing that can break my 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 shell or the fedora that Ooh, i use all frame. The <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: have you seen those memes with michael jordan and it says and i took that personally oh, yeah.
1: no i actually did a photo of me doing the same thing in a documentary and i put it on my facebook and i said and i took and, and i took it personal
0: <laughs> yeah and <laughs> no, he's yeah. like his stories are so funny it's right. like Someone beat me in pool and I mm-hmm. took that personally. And then he trains for three years and he And then came back. <laughs> yeah, beating everybody, but that drive.
1: No, same here. Like, I, I take a lot of things personally, but quiet. And then I actually, because at, at the same time, I respect them for being able to do that, but I'll go back and train
0: mm-hmm. and like
1: learn, like even film. I, I, I shot a video a long time ago and a guy thought it was, it was garbage and some random people on the internet. And I was like, okay. And I went back and learned and I came back. Now I produce documentaries, films that are like 60-person crews. Yeah. Because of that person said that, you know, even though, you know, I've kind of gotten over it. I said kind because every now and then I was like, right, this, this video is not good enough. Because you're still <laughs> fairly competitive. Oh, yes, yes. Very, very, very competitive. You know, I had an older brother who was always telling me that I was garbage. <laughs> so I always had to like try to be the best all the time. And soccer? Oh yes. Yeah. Soccer. Um so uh he was like two grades above me and and then I actually skipped two grades and I went above Did him. Play with his team? No, just, oh, you just to show him that I'm better wow. than you. <laughs> like I like skipped two different grades and I was above him and he hated that. And in to school me, in general? Yeah school. Yeah. I was like you know what? You know, because it, it, uh, I felt like he was making it difficult for me. Because every class that I go to, go to with the same last name as my older brother, he was the bad kid in school, quote unquote, bad, whatever that. He, mm-hmm. He's just active, sure. and then I'll, 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 I'll be going after him, and then they're like, oh, that's not as he say, and they will always expect the worst. So I felt like I was always rewriting, you know, oh my the God. identity portion of our last name. I'm say, so I come in and I get the good grades. And I am like, oh, he's, he, he, you know, he's actually a really good kid. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, but then I always have the expectation from the teachers of all the damage that he caused. And then I was like, okay, what can I do? And I literally went and, and uh, I remember... Uh, you know, in like grade six or something I, I uh, cause in Africa, I don't know whether it's the same in, in the US, we kind of grade students based off of the, uh, like hierarchy from first, uh, you know, the first position all the way to whatever, sure. uh, you know, the number of people in class. So I remember, uh, you know, sixth grade the first time, actually fourth grade, the uh, first term, I was like number 22 in class. And then the second time I went second and then the third time I went first, and then that's that's when they skipped me to sixth grade, and then sixth grade I I also had like first position in each and every term, and this you know I didn't I didn't go to seven I went straight to eight, and that's when I went over my brother, which was awesome. Yeah. And then but that also had an impact to 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 a kid's mental state if you keep skipping them over and over again because they're um, not in the same age group anymore. They're like two age groups. And I was a lot smaller. So th- that's when I started experiencing bullying. Like those kids would bully the shit out of me. Because you are small? Yeah, because I was smaller and I skipped two grades. Automatically, I'm a nerd to them. And, mm-hmm. you know, they expected me to do all these things. A small nerd. And, yeah. And, and then I was younger, like a lot younger than all of them. So I, to me, I kind of look up to them because they're these big kids that are cool. And I would just carry their backpacks and follow them all over the school. But but then they would tease me all the time. Mm. But to me, I I didn't really care because like, I'm hanging out with the cool kids. Sure. You know? <laughs> At least I'm here. Right? No, exactly. So, but yeah, that's the story of how I'm very competitive.
0: <laughs> and you and I have. Mm-hmm. So, I was in my brother's mm-hmm. footprints, mm-hmm. shoes. Right. I had to. Shadow. Yeah, I had to <laughs> match his performance because mm-hmm. he was the whiz kid up until about high school. Mm-hmm. And that's whenever he started falling off. But I had a weird moment with my older brother, and right. I don't know if it's similar for you because I know we've mentioned it a little bit, but right. my older brother ended up being diagnosed with schizophrenia mm-hmm. and there was a moment where me as a younger brother, mm-hmm. I almost had to transcend him and be the older brother to mm-hmm. take care of him. Right. So it was like this really weird thing. I always wanted to be competitive mm-hmm. and overtake my brother. But then it hit a point to where I was actually caring for my brother mm-hmm. and, like, acting as the older brother, right. which is really interesting. Yep.
1: No, yeah, I did experience that. Because uh, at some point, you know, we also found out that my older brother had a, uh, you know, like, a severe mental, like, you know, like, de- you know, like delay uh, mm-hmm. with, with him, but we had no idea. And this mm-hmm. is something that I didn't even know. Like, I remember, you know, he would always get sent to like the you know like the mental facility because of his behavior was so like so different from everyone else uh, and this happened also during uh while he was in high school M- maybe i've contributed to this mm-hmm. cuz i was always like I'm there like you know and we would fight all the time but that's what siblings do yeah totally uh, uh but at some point you know you know he was admitted to the you know like the mental hospital because he had a fight with my dad just attacked him mm-hmm. and then also Uh, At some point, you know, my mom had like people in the house and he just showed up and walked past them, didn't say anything, went to the bathroom, picked up a bucket full of water, came back down with a towel and just started taking bath in front of everybody. And that's when they actually admitted him to the mental facility because usually they take him to the hospital and he get admitted and the doctor's like, we don't know what to do because, you know, no one even considers to check his mental state. To them, it you know you know just the term he's crazy started coming up a lot more. Uh, you know, to a point, that even other kids in the neighborhood will tell me that your brother is crazy. He did this, and everybody will be laughing, and I, and I would laugh too because I'm I don't know how to mm-hmm. how to react to that. Totally, you know, I don't want to be the one you know the one that get cast out too because my brother is being cast out. So I I didn't really have the resources or you know to know how to navigate all that, and I don't know why I became the the older brother because I have uh, six other siblings that are younger. So wow. now I became the person that was like the older brother, even down to like family expectations. Like even me coming here to, to the US was for me to study uh, and then go back and work at my dad's company. So, but that was all for my bro- my older brother. But now that he's no longer in line, it was, everything came down to me. Uh, so yeah, I was, I was dealing with a lot of expectations. I don't really know how to handle it. And to me, that kind of annoyed me—the fact that he—he's no—he's no longer responsible. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, "What the heck, man!" Like, oh yeah,
0: like a cop out. Yeah, of.
1: Like, yeah, and and you know, like growing up, that was very—it um, was something that I battled with for a very long time. But I didn't have grace for him until when I actually uh, went and saw a therapist and learned about mental health. And I was like, "Wait, that's what my brother was dealing with." Like, so this is what he's dealing with, and no one, to, you know, like told us about it uh and even till today he, he still experiences it because you know I, I i talk to him a lot and he always changes his number because he thinks some someone is spying on him and listening to him mm-hmm. uh and you know and now he's a lot older he's he's always also moving from i, I don't even know where he is honestly mm-hmm. but somehow he always uh figures out how to call me Sure. Which is which is crazy, and mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean, it's it's something that I'm learning as I'm navigating the mental health space and learning about myself and having that grace for him in turn, and down to even my family because even till today they don't understand why I'm doing this. You know, me sharing my story includes them in a very big facet, and that that's also is not the uh, the 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 best uh, time to have a conversation with them because at the end of the day they're part of my story. Uh, so there's the weird gray line that like, who, when do I stop?
0: <laughs> so hard <laughs> right? because it's your story. Yeah. So mm. you should be able to share it. And I exactly. feel the same way talking mm-hmm. about my brother or mm-hmm. my family. I recently had my mom on and she was that's talking nice. about being in a family with alcoholic, but the alcoholic's right. my dad. Mm. So it's like, I don't want to talk bad about my dad, Yeah. but that's part of my story, right? Mm-hmm. Or like my brother, I don't want to talk bad about my brother. So in Gambia, was therapy popular?
1: Nope, nope, not at all. I don't, I don't, I mean, maybe now because it's been t- almost 11 years since I left, but yeah. back then, therapy was not a common, like, there's not special people that specialize. Was it done by, by the like, pastor? Yeah, the, uh, usually it's the imam because it's very heavy in Muslim and Christian. Uh-huh. is, uh, And it's usually the, the church or the mosque, uh, you know, super like religious. And sometimes they'll give you, sh- Stuff for you sure. to drink to get the demon out. Yeah, or something literally like that. pray for you. Yeah. It's so it's so intense. Like you know, so that was my reality. Like whenever you hear someone has a mental issue in in Gambia, it's it's usually a very bad like negative connotation that comes with it. And usually the 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 picture that I see I, oh I saw growing up is some guy in, in in the corner or a lady in the corner with really dirty dreadlocks. You know they they have some kind of something that is sniffing on. uh, Similar to Skid Row in in like Los Angeles, the bottom. Yeah, it's really bad. Like you 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 see like a woman naked running around, you know, the block. People are laughing. Literally, this was the image of mental health for me. So that's why when my ex told me to go see a therapist, I was offended because then I was like, I'm not crazy. What what the heck do you mean, see a therapist? So it you know I I went and saw one because to her it was so serious that she wanted to leave, and I'm saying, well. Uh, if this person says he love me and wants to leave i don't want that because i've never had anyone told me that they love me and then want to leave that's weird yeah uh, so that was the reason why i went and seeked a you know like a counselor and learn and i was able to learn all of these things about myself and you know one thing led like to another now it became like a full-time thing like that's all i do now i I'm i'm always out there just figuring out how to pass a bill or to, to do an event where I can bring all these individuals that can help make that a possibility when it comes to legislation and and also do all these videos and put it out so that people can uh, people can know how to identify who to talk to when they go see a, see a therapist. Mm-hmm. Uh, it sounds simple, but it's
0: not. No, it doesn't <laughs> sound simple so at all. so much going to it. It sounds really like you have a lot mm-hmm. going on. And mm-hmm. it's good that you learn about mental health because right. if you didn't have any knowledge of it, mm-hmm. then... Mm-hmm. I imagine you, like many people, if we don't take care of it, we get crushed. Right. And all of our ambitions, mm-hmm. all of the things you're currently working on, all of the projects go by the wayside. Right. And we don't know why. It's like, why don't I have the energy to do this? Mm-hmm. Why don't I feel hopeful? Why don't I feel like I'm able to conquer this? Right. When really we are very mentally unstable and we have to like, reestablish stability. Mm-hmm. So I'm grateful that you have all of the knowledge. And, right. Particularly because you could also, and I imagine you think about this all the time, mm-hmm. but culture really dictates the way, like, expectations and relationships. So whenever right. you move to the West, you have this girl talking about self-disclosure yeah, and sharing right. your story. <laughs> and you're like, no, 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 that's not something we do. right? Right? So, like, learning how to do that. And then when she says she's going to leave, you're like, oh, man. Fearful because mm-hmm. this unlocked a new thing in your life. Right. And she was the one who had the key. Right, so, so exactly, it's, yeah, it's like the key holder leaving, like, no, 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 don't take the key. But mm-hmm. therapy gives you the words and the knowledge to be able to understand that it's up to mm-hmm. you, right? Right, and, and unpacking all of that,
1: I know it's you know super super like powerful. That, that, that's why I, I'm it with my friends, uh, um whenever they come to me and like want to talk about something and I was like, it sounds like you need to go see a therapist, bro. Like, and I can help you. And I'll literally send them and because I know them. They're my friends. So I, I can tell... Like, you know, I can try and not not diagnose them, but I can tell this will be a perfect fit someone to talk to. And I literally like I have text messages of friends that I'm like sending
0: like a five matchmaker different therapists. for therapists. No,
1: exactly. I'll send them like five different therapists. I am like, all right, this one specializes in this, but I think they can talk to you in this capacity. This other one will be perfect because of their background and your background it makes very well. I would literally do all of that and and then match them and and then eventually they were like tell me, "Yo, that was awesome." Like, I felt like I was talking to my mom or a friend. This is awesome. Like, thank you. And 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 you know, I'm I'm actually building a software now because of that matchmaking cuz during mm-hmm. COVID, I I actually sat down on in my bedroom. And I created this little office space there where I became a call center for mental health. So basically the 988, I was doing that during COVID. Because wow. all the videos that I was doing over the past, like since 27, I always put my phone number, and I've never changed my phone number eight one six seven three nine six four nine eight, and then I've also put an email info at alcamba cs dot com, and and no one ever responded to it, and I was like, no, I'll never use this. And COVID came, it was going crazy, like my, you know, it, it, you know, the phone is in my bag uh, somewhere. Uh, and uh, I have to turn it off after five and put it do not disturb because even till today, I will still get people call that number and say, "Hey, I was watching this video that you post on YouTube, and, and 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 I heard like someone in the video talking about dysfunction, and it sounds like something that I'm very familiar with. Is this what I'm experiencing? Can you help me find it? You know, find a therapist. It got so big that I hired a call center to help me reroute those calls. Like it was crazy during COVID, which also impacted me and my because uh, back then I, have, have, I had a three year old and doing all, I would just be on the desk and he would just be there. And I was like, this is bad. <laughs> Let me get some help. But, and, and now that help, I decided to build a software where, you know, we can match people to a, 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 a therapist using things that they already do. Like entertainment streaming you know people are always streaming the reason why facebook is so successful uh netflix is because they understand human behavior they understand how we why we watch something that's why when they recommend something 98 percent, you're like how the heck do they know this because you've spent so much hours on their platform you know clicking this doing this like all of those have like you know like you know you know some tracking code some like like you know like utms that's listening to you like it's like a therapist those those like uh technologies constantly watching your 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 watch history or if it's facebook seeing how you're navigating those platforms and then uh using all of those those data points to find the perfect product like that's why we keep seeing the things that we like on, on social media, and then they're saying, "Oh, the algorithm is how does he know me? Someone is spying, but like, there's more thousands of algorithms on this platform. It's not just one and and they all have different purpose because we are telling the those platform what we want without even knowing it, yeah, and they're building algorithms to make sure that they match those behaviors. so I'm using that same you know type of technology to create it for mental health where, you know, I'll build a streaming platform, uh, mix it with like e-learning, because that's what's been working on during COVID. All those e-learning videos that I would share, people would call and want to see a therapist. So imagine if you had a Netflix that looks like Masterclass at the same time, but you're Whatever you're watching, instead of Netflix saying, are you still there, we say, we found the perfect therapist for you or the perfect uh, counselor for you, the perfect, uh, you know, down to like spirituality. I've Mm -hmm. broken it down to spirituality. Uh, Like, uh, actually, I call it uh, spiritual well-being, mental well-being, emotional well-being, and physical well-being. But that will always just get bigger the more we know who who the individuals are and, and how they're navigating the platform. And then true that we would match them with a, if, if it's a spiritual person, we'll match them with a therapist who has that background because they are more likely open to that person. If it's someone who is very big on physical well-being, then we'll match them with a therapist who has that background. So, in the platform, I have, I'm building the marketplace where there's a bunch of therapists that I'm signing on, I'm, uh, and that's why I'm about to go on a tour all over the U.S. to individually meet therapists as I'm traveling all over the U.S. talking about uh, suicide and also trauma. Uh, You know, because I I was able to get T-Mobile to jump on board and, you know, we're still talking about details, but I'm putting it out there. Uh, I'm hoping they will sponsor a whole tour bus uh, because I did music in the past and I toured a little bit. So I have an experience with how impactful touring is. Uh, And uh, I want to use that experience to uh, apply to mental health where we can meet people in every state that we go to and then do the listening series, which is an event that I do, where I give away people mental health starter kits in a box, but we use music from Kendrick Lamar, Jay Cole to talk about trauma. Yeah. And then the T-Rex walk is a, a T-Rex costume focused on suicide awareness. Which got on the Super news. Super fun, We got on the news but yeah. when I did it. Like I, I even got someone from New York reached out, and they're like, hey, we saw this, how can we bring it to New York? So I'm using all of those interests and presenting to T-Mobile, hey, I have this happening. We have no plan for PR. We just knew it's going to work and we did it and it worked. And then now we're getting calls from New York. We got called from Boston. We, we got called from, uh, I believe, uh, uh, like Chicago as well. And I was like, how can you help us take this on a tour? And this is what T-Mobile can get out of it. And and they're like, this is awesome. Like, we would love to be a part of it. And so now, you know, we're just working, uh, working on the details, figuring out how, you know, it would make sense in their budget. Is it? They literally told me, we are a 30 billion company. We can do this. Yeah. I was like, cool. I just need 0.02% of your marketing budget. That's like $8 million. Yeah. But to them, 0.02 is like nothing compared to how much they spend, like $22 billion on marketing. Sorry, $2 billion on marketing. Uh, it's like it's crazy. T-Mobile. Like, yeah, yeah, T-Mobile, just US. Wow. They spend $2 billion in marketing, and they have a $30 billion company so they they can do that it's nothing to them uh, so yeah so i'm I'm hoping with all of these things that I'm doing traveling over the u s meeting counselors, hiring them to be part of the listening series, you know we will build that relationship number one and then- t- telling them uh, the platform that I'm building and why they need it on that platform instead, they'll be a partner uh, uh on the platform as well, and I'm actually building an equity pool for to give away to all those therapists. Cool. As, as they jumping on board For the platform Yeah for, for the platform Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day I want to build a solution Where we you know We can actually have longevity With those therapists And actually help them Be successful but but then also g- giving them the space to be able to have their own schedule, you know, do their own things. Even down to the film premieres that I'm building now as a sample. The future, the goal is to have a a Grammys, but for therapists, for like you know, doctors, nurses, therapists, all all the healthcare people. They'll they'll be getting awards based of how they uh, worked on the platform, how many people they've impacted, and all of that. Every year, once a year, we're gonna do a big film premiere. Uh, of a film that 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 's about to be on the platform or a film that got big very successful, and then we will bring all those therapists and give them awards like mm-hmm. right? that 's the goal for it, you know
0: and it's a just like Netflix, you mm-hmm. hop on yeah, and there's entertainment for you to consume yeah. and mm-hmm. are all of these movies or TV shows mm-hmm. related to mental health in some way or is it A- every anything? Every
1: movie is related to mental health. That's what I was uh, sure. like able to find out. Yeah, like yeah. writers are writing about stories every yeah. day and depending on how weird or you know whimsical the stories right. are, at the end of the day, they're writing about their own individual stories. It's like and Batman related yeah, to mental health. Batman is traumatized as mm-hmm. heck. Mm-hmm. Like, but he like, lost his parents. Yeah, and and the reason why people that are into Batman, you know, they, it's because of they can relate to that in some capacity, so those data points can tell the you know you know the AI or all the algorithms that hey this person has been watching Batman's, he's watching all of this Avengers stuff. Like, there's something telling us that maybe that's you know that's a pattern as as to their behavior and how they consume content, and then you know we, we're gonna have a soft intro as to like. You know, nudging, uh, because every person's Netflix account is different. So your account on for the, actually the the a uh, platform is called Forum. Uh, should, I, it's almost done. I I'm just F-O-O-R-U-M. taking my time. Oh, yeah, R U M mm-hmm. F O R U M, and with that, it's gonna start nudging e-learning videos underneath your recommended because of those films that you keep watching, and those e-learning videos will be a masterclass type videos where you're learning about, you know, if, if you keep watching videos about trauma or drama, all of this trauma, drama, you know, you know you, there's likely that something in your subconscious is making you watch all those videos without you even being aware of it. Wow. Uh, and through that e-learning, they'll be more open to even speaking to a therapist. And I, I think we're giving them 14 to 30 days uh, as they, as we learn about them, and eventually we will open them, you know, the, the connection with therapists. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we noticed you've been watching this, here, here is a therapist that matches who you are. We would pay for the first three sessions. So every subscription that comes in three percent will go into a nonprofit that I created uh, with my like one of my old time uh, clients. I, I probably shouldn't say old time clients because she would get offended. Right, long time. Yeah, long time client. And she, her goal was to always build a nonprofit where she can help assist people. She said assist all the time. And so we build a nonprofit where, you know, all of the subscription, 3% will go into that nonprofit as a, a fund for all the people on the platform. Whenever you want to use a therapist, that's a, they'll we will cover, you know, up to like three months of sessions. And then if if you feel like this is for you, then you can continue the sessions. Uh, and then the, the therapist fund will act as an insurance eventually where... Half of that will cover, you know, half of your session. The subscription uh, fee? Yeah, exactly. So mm-hmm. so you pay a subscription fee,
0: and mm-hmm. then you would get access to the, access to the entertainment. Tool. Yeah,
1: the entertainment the and therapist. the e learning. Yeah, and the e learning. Everything is combined in, on the one platform.
0: And then how do you categorize which therapist would be best for what?
1: Oh, yeah. So, so I'm actually hiring the therapist to work on categorizing because. Um, it's so wild that how when it comes to category how vast it is when it comes to therapists. Right. There are therapists that are literally focused on film and like entertainment. So they're actually coming on board to help me create all of those different categories in order for us to perfectly match people because that's not my specialty at all. So I'm bringing all these individuals on the journey to help us properly categorize all these different people and all the different categories when it comes to film because film is always categorized. Even when you purchase mass films, they will tell you, okay, this film is categorized as a drama, this is kind of a, a thriller, you know, sci-fi. So it, they already have the categories already. And then we're using the therapists and their specialties like and their modalities. Mm-hmm. Uh, it matches perfectly with film stories. Like a therapist uh, can go down to even entertainment. Uh, they have experience in that. And there's a category that's entertainment. So we will use all those categories and their specialties. Like right, right. now, if you go to uh, Psychology Today and you just type a, a therapist, they'll show you all of their categories. Yeah. It's so packed when it comes to data, all those platforms. So they already have a system out there that's already working. It's just not use, matched. you can use their oh, system yeah, or yeah.
0: BetterHelp system. You can go I mean, in. I'm,
1: I'm not sure where to BetterHelp will open because they're VC funded. They're very uh-huh. big. Uh, so that 's less collaborative uh aspect to that, but eventually in the future, who knows they could even ev- we could even eventually acquire them i 'm saying acquire because it makes sense uh uh or they can even build the streaming platform you know because they already have the you know the market size or everything, or they can end up acquiring Freedom project depending on what their business model and you know who 's running it because i don 't want it to become a big ass v c firm where uh, a VC-driven company, uh, you know, uh, so th- th- that's why I'm also why not? funding it myself. It, it just depends on the VC company because mm-hmm. if I find someone who is uh, who has the same belief that I do and then have the same, um, you know, drive towards human longevity, then I'll probably be open to letting them coming on board as a investor, but I haven't met that person yet. Yeah. So far, I've, I've talked to, usually I get approached by investors a lot. Uh, because if I'm always everywhere in Kansas City, so they're like, want to know what I do, and and I'll tell them that this is amazing, but but to me, it's usually I talk to them while I'm testing them. At the same time, I tell them all the cool stuff, and then see, and then tell them all the heavy stuff, and see how which one they gravitate to. If they dismiss all of the other things that are actually the background, you know, the backbone yeah. of the platform, then I'm not going to, I don't even continue that conversation. If they're like Netflix software, yeah, ooh. they're like, ooh, like, yeah, like, how, how can we be involved? How much, you how much trauma? And they're like, yeah, and then all the heavy story, they can't even handle it. So I usually dump them all of my story too, just to see how, how they take it. And then it's like, if, if they can't, I'm like, uh, yeah, this is not going to work. It's, this is not the right person. Good for you, though. Yeah, so, you because know, some people boundaries. would just take it and oh, be yeah. like,
0: try and introduce what your true heart is. Mm-hmm. And then this is all virtual mm-hmm. therapy. Yeah. What's your thoughts on virtual versus in-person therapy?
1: Um, I mean, I've tried both, and it always worked for me. I think mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it's down to the person and how they're open to trying that. And that's why I feel like the education, not even feel, believe that the education is so important. Because people, usually people are going to try it because someone forced them to do it, and if you force someone to do anything, they'll go into it with with stigma. They don't care. They they they'll probably try to prove you wrong that this doesn't work, uh, and that's why to me in my process, uh, even though my I, I was forced into it, but I went into it with like that drive to get someone back, yeah. and then I found all <laughs> these other sort of things, and uh-huh. I was like, wow, this is amazing. Uh, but not everyone experienced that. Oh, maybe I just I'm just a very open minded person personally, so sometimes you know, luck played in in me being where I am today. But I've worked my ass up, like constantly trying to figure out chasing, like learning. And, you know, that's part of my personality. I'm, whenever I, I put my mind to something, I'll make sure I achieve it down to like me and all the brother, me skipping two graves just to show him that I can do this, you know. So, um uh uh. but when it comes to other people trying therapists, you know, I, I want to make sure that with Forum or Freedom Project, they can go into it with their own, like, hey, I'm going this uh, into this because I want to better myself, not because someone is forcing me to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's why the platform is designed in a way that is nudging. You can watch your films, you can do whatever you want. You know, we're meeting people where they at, and simply introducing e-learning as a recommended video. You may like this, yeah. and then if they like it, then we're like, all right. I actually want to talk to your person, and even you know the way that I'm, I'm adding therapists. I'm like localizing the whole process. If you want to meet a therapist we will only match you with therapists in your own community as well. So if you, that's an option to do virtual or in person. Mm-hmm. Uh, because at the end of the day, I, w- I want to be able to give people the option that works for them, not what I think would work for them. So that's the problem in Facebook. They just recommend stuff that they think will work for you, but sometimes it becomes like a bother because you are just like, oh my God, this is annoying. Look at
0: right. this guy. He's popping in. He's like, you need therapy <laughs> uh, or, or therapy. I can tell. Therapy. I wonder yeah. what... So with COVID, one Mm -hmm. of the big impacts of COVID was it revealed to us how Mm -hmm. important the healthcare worker was, Mm -hmm. the nurse, the doctor, the nurse assistant, you name it. Mm -hmm. And I think recently after COVID, Mm -hmm. what the after effects of COVID is revealing to us is how important mental health is to us. Mm -hmm. So COVID had a lot of healthcare workers leave Mm -hmm. um, healthcare because it was so hard and they were so pressed and... But then it also had a lot of kids say, mm-hmm. I want to go to med school now because right. I have realized how important a doctor is. So now that after COVID, we're seeing that effects of loneliness or just not being around people or mm-hmm. not having proper mental health, Right. I wonder if people are like, ooh, I need to be a therapist. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how do we get more people to be therapists? Right. Because if more people seek therapy, which I think they should, mm-hmm. then we're going to need more therapists. Right.
1: No, absolutely. No, I I, 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 um, I, actually did a whole, like, project with, um, uh, like, UMKC because uh, during COVID, one of the things that I saw, like, to your point, like, healthcare workers were leaving mm-hmm. because they're burnt out. You mm-hmm. know, they felt like they weren't compensated properly with the work that they're doing, and they're disrespected by their own doctors. Uh, and so, like, nurses were leaving. They were rather do a traveling nurse than Than stay in the hospital because it's cheaper. It's is more is more beneficial for them to be a traveling nurse, even though it's very risky, because you you can make a mistake that can come back to you ten years and you could be lose your license for it. Oh wow! Yeah, so you know, so but they'll rather take that risk than deal with staying with one hospital. Uh, So you know, even Ku, the reason why I had a partnership with them is is focus on that telling stories within the hospital to figure out why the nurses were living. We all know why they weren't paying them enough. Uh, and, you know, but the nurses wanted, they, most of those nurses are not doing it because of money. They love taking care of people. Uh, and the, the compensation act as a way to complement the work that they're doing, because it's hard. Like, you know, the, the amount of things that they see on a daily basis, that's not normal, but they show up every day to do that. So when COVID came, it just kind of uh, was a moment for them to just realize how unappreciated they were and most of them left. So I went to UMKC and I told them, hey, we have a we have a problem right now and we have a lot of kids that are in your psychology classes that are going into mental health and you guys are not doing anything for them. They're just home taking online classes. I want to help. I'm going to do a, a virtual event. So the first launch of Freedom Projects last forum was, was with UMKC. Um, I brought in therapists on the call. I brought in atelies from chiefs because I figured the kids will be more likely to show up if you bring that. So they will have questions. Uh, But, you know, we had like, I think, 60 plus students show up. It was amazing. Like this was virtual during COVID, you know, know, and and it's after virtual died because virtual was like everybody was on on the virtual and then people got tired of it. And we had all the students show up and then they, they had so many questions. And, you know, that's, what, that's when I was able to learn about how they even communicated so different from us. And I was like, dang, I'm old. What the heck? I, I was like, my sister says all these things. I didn't realize she was dealing with all of these things. Uh, and uh, But but like when it comes to the education, um, one of the kids just kind of just said something uh, which blew my mind. She, you know, she was like, I think the best way for mental health is just to start at a young age. Because she was like, if I was in pre-K, And I was learning about mental health my whole life instead of coming to college and deciding to learn it. I would be more more open to do this full time. Because healthcare, they're teaching kids at a very young age, introducing them to, you know, the human body, like super young. And they're telling them what this is, what this is, what this is. If we start building curriculum at a young age where kids can learn about mental health from pre-K all the way, Mm -hmm. their entire, you know, education, you know, lifetime they'll be more likely or they'll also grow up saying i want to be a therapist cuz it's cool they're learning it in school uh so th- that's why i'm 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 like working with the state of missouri and kansas to pass a bill which is going to change the curriculum or add into their curriculum uh and, and make it a requirement for kids to learn about mental health at every level so from pre-k they'll have a curriculum for that first grade second third fourth all the way to sixth grade so that we can introduce them slowly into the human brain cuz it's amazing uh, but do it in a way that is super fun at pre-K and eventually graduate them uh, through the curriculum. So that's what I've been working on with the city, because I want to make sure that kids are growing up saying, "I want to be a therapist." Like someone said, "I want to be a, a, a football player. I want to be a therapist, and maybe I'll be a therapist to fix your brain when you're done <laughs> with your career." Yeah. So you know, uh, so that's what I'm working on, and, and it's so wild that the 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 support is so lacking that I'm I'm having to create all this extravagant strategies just to get it funded because the city they they don't do well with funding entrepreneurs they just they suck honestly and then you know the the people with the money if you're not a non they don't even want to talk to you because they you know they do all this funding but at the end of the day it's a tax write-off for them you'll find one person who actually genuinely believe and they'll go all in but that's hard to find because they're getting all of the offers they're burnt out yeah, I have everybody guns. knows. <laughs> everybody knows in. the good ones. Yeah, and 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 then I'm not saying they're bad, but they they they're more focused on their bottom line. Like, how can I get the big tax incentives? Okay, let's go find this foundation that there's like 16,000 nonprofits in Kansas City, and only 20 of them get all the funding. Like, that's how bad it is. So all of other people are just figuring out using their own paychecks to do things that they genuinely believe in, and it's incredibly hard for them to find funding. And that's why I didn't go down the nonprofit route. I just built a media company because my background. I, I've always been in media you from You've worked soccer, for Marvel. You know, I did advertising for Marvel. And I did so many different media approaches, and I saw how companies were throwing like a seven-figure budget for us to do a 30-second spot. Makes no sense back then, but I was like, well, they're paying, so why not? Uh, so I decided to use everything I learned in media and apply it into mental health. That's why I do all of these other avenues, like the events, the film premieres, uh, you know traveling over the us because that's you know uh, helps the brands uh have a longevity for their brands as they associate with the freedom project as we're doing all of this it's like oh if they're supporting this and we're building a community so my community and the freedom project all of those will more likely work with those companies and and me going to us I don't even know what's what that's gonna look like especially being in Kansas City and and the success that we're seeing it's 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 pretty big uh, even though I don't even talk about it because i have I try not to identify with things like that because it can break you pretty quickly. Like the 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 big uh, cancellation that happened, mm-hmm. that would have shut me down if if I attached my identity to that. Like like this is me. I'm doing this cool event. We have all these people all over the U.S. flying in. We're you know 500 people, 30,000 people watching. We've raised X amount of dollars, uh, but all of that disappeared overnight from uh, from July 25th to 26. I lost all of that. Like I'm talking about like multiple six figures in sponsorship, everything gone. Did you share why? Well, <laughs> uh, so you know, there's so many different reasons as to why it happened, uh, but I'm I'm trying to be very careful with how I say why because Kaufman is is a very big company. Even the lawyers that I talk to, they're like, "You have a solid case, but we don't want to end our career by attacking Kaufman," <laughs> which is insane. And I was like, "Oh my god." So, because I I just felt felt very discriminated and very disrespected because everything was going really well for a whole year. You know, I was talking to their team, everything was going well, and then on the twenty fifth, I met one of their CFOs and the VP of operations. They've never met me, but I don't know where the whole company was looking at my LinkedIn down to their president. Oh, and you then, could see uh, yeah, the and I, I was like, hmm, who are these? Very, very polished people. Like, just, like, look, because I, I, I have a personality. And I was advertising. I'm very loud with my campaigns. And I was creating all these cool things, putting out there. And Kauffman User they don't do any type of social media because the name alone is big. Uh, and now I'm ranking the whole Kauffman Center, three different halls. Like, that's expensive. And then out of nowhere, just my, my character started getting questions. And I was like... Wait, what? What's happening? Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm trying not to say, uh, you know, they, they did something because I don't know, you know. But after talking to multiple lawyers, they were able to figure out. Oh, this is very interesting. The way they talk to you, because the way I I work, I'm I'm very meticulous with research. I literally printed all of our communication for the past year and documented everything. Created a bunch of files, and I I was going over to figure out why did this got canceled because it doesn't make sense. Uh, at some point, they 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 some weird terms, and I was wanted to do that, but they keep changing real time, keep changing their mind. I'm just like, uh, and and it's one person alone, so I don't want to say it's the whole organization. Uh, and so, um, I, somehow, I want to sue them, but then I don't I don't like to go down the route because it's expensive for everybody. But I do want to get an answer for them. I, you know, we, you know, I'm, I'm I'm reaching out, you know, setting a meeting, and so that of we can sit down. I told them I want to talk to the entire organization. I'm requesting for everyone to be in the meeting because I'm a paying client. I paid a, a huge amount of money to just hold this space, and then now this got canceled because you guys are saying reasons that don't make sense at all. So let's meet and talk and, you know, and see whether they can be like some mediation or something, because I lost a lot from that. Like, you know, I lost pretty much every sponsorship because I didn't necessarily have to return their money back, but I wanted to act in good faith because, number one, I'm a black dude talking about mental health, talking about legislation and politics. So all of this, you know, adds on to why before anyone says yes to me you know you know it it's super difficult for me to even get meetings with sponsors but i'm very persistent and i can ignore any comment that comes up because uh, i i know what i want and and how i should get it so me getting offended by little comments would just waste my time so mm-hmm. i i don't have time for that so i i i, I keep chasing and even with Kaufman it took them a year to even respond to me like i was emailing everybody So you've been working on this for Oh a year. yeah for 4 years since 2019 for this event Yeah for this event so and it got canceled 2 days before the event uh, you know some people have said because of the film strike all these bs excuses but then i'm just like, all right let's figure out how we can uh get to the bottom line because saying due to non-payment doesn't make sense because in the email i said okay i'll bring this amount of dollars just so that we can fix that problem and they said no uh and uh, in somewhere in the email you know this guy said oh well you haven't paid one of your employees i am like what the heck? How do you what's none of your business? Like 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 questions about payment just keep coming up. And then I was like, what the heck is happening? I've I've secured a big deposit. These are all the brands that are gonna be here. That's literally backdrops created. Like 80 by 20 foot backdrop with all this KU health system. Wow. Like all these other companies. And I'm just like, why is payment being questioned? Like this is going to happen, but everything happened so fast. And, and, I, you know, the, the first couple of days, I felt like I went through 16 stages of grief so fast because I was like, what is happening? And then I was calling everybody like, yo, SOS, like, what's happening? But then, you know, it happened so fast and, you know, I had no control. And then contractually, you know, they, they were just coding their contract. But I was not in a mindset to even think of the contract because I, I can read contracts really well. Like, I work with filmmakers and distributors. That, that was my job for quite some time but i didn't have time to read their contract and some things some some things that they said on the email did not align with the contract they they kind of fabricated that uh, and i'm not saying this is the organization i would just talk to one person by the way cuz i've for the whole year i've had great experience with the whole team from the sales marketing events they were all amazing like me me touring this space it feels like coming from Amer- <laughs> coming to america with, uh, i walk in is like whole line of people yeah. with flyers waiting for me it was wow. awesome and it felt like heaven, and going there all the like time, like a movie. Yeah, it was it was insane. Oh, you know, the whole team was amazing. Uh, you know, they did phenomenal job. I felt for the first time, I felt like I'm working with actual companies that actually take care of their 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 clients. So it was amazing experience until the twenty fifth and the twenty sixth, because this individual was introduced, and you know, he had zero uh, history with me at all. And now I'm seeing my LinkedIn was just going Kaufman, Kaufman, Kaufman. I was like, actually Kaufman Center, not Kaufman the family, but the name at the end of the day, it's a Kaufman family. And my lawyer did advise me that I probably shouldn't pursue this because this would be uh, either a good thing or a really bad thing because they're involved in so many different entities in the city. Um, uh, I should figure out how to mediate things with them than having to go
0: with, with the other route because that can be bad. So who's um, the first person you tell when it gets canceled?
1: Uh, I, I called my event coordinator, uh, Josh Dam, cause he's been working on it every day. Like even while the cancellation was happening, he was updating me on all the amazing things. We finished the design. We got the invitation sent. So while you're this-
0: seeing this as you know, it was canceled.
1: Yeah. As I, as I know. And, and it took me a day to tell him cause I was like, I felt bad cause I was like under 25th it got canceled by 6 PM. And then in the morning and I was like, how do I tell? I had like 16 people working on the event. And um but Josh was the one managing all those events. He has his own team of like six people. Angela was my communications person, so they're all working. Everyone was working. And then I had this other event company that's doing all the, the flyers are already. Everything is going smoothly. And I'm sitting here in my bedroom, in the dark room too, because you know, I just I I woke up and I got the news and I spent the whole day in my PJ just talking on the phone on the computer calling i didn't have time to change leave the house i was just on the call at some point i got approval to meet the whole company uh, and their whole leadership and i got dressed put my suit on i'm sorry put the fedora on let's go to war this is gonna happen and then they cancel that and i went back to the room sat there and i'm like what the pjs back on no i just had the suit on (laughs) and and my hat and i was just sitting there because because whenever i wear the fedora i'm ready to go to work yeah it's like like my whole like suit of armor I I and that's Your why Luffy makes, hat yeah exactly One Piece literally mm-hmm. I'm I'm out here just like trying to get become the pirate king find the One Piece <laughs> find this was kind of like leading up to the One Piece mm-hmm. and then it just got destroyed by Emu the the you know the
0: the the individual <laughs> drop, that. yeah yeah, you're. yeah exactly how do you feel about Netflix doing a live action One Piece uh,
1: pff, I mean I I was kind of like holding back I'd even watching it for so long because I'm like they're gonna ruin it and then eventually. I watched the official teaser and I'm said this is actually good. Like they got a lot of things very accurate, but at the end of the day, is a teaser. They're amazing editors out there. Mm-hmm. So I'm just holding my my you know my comments, my two cents until when I see the episodes. So far, the shots are incredible. Like the locations wise, you know you know down to the casting, the crew, very like, they they executed really well, and they spend so much money. And Oda himself is part of it. And if you don't watch One Piece, it's an anime. One of the best animes, of one of the mo- highest selling book, bigger than Harry Potter and all these other things. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's an anime in Japan. I've been watching it for like seventeen years now, waiting once every Saturday night. So tonight, yeah, t- tonight is the fight between Luffy and uh, Tony Gear Five. So and you'll watch it. Tonight. Oh yeah, twelve p.m. I I already have my schedule. I, I literally told my girlfriend, you know, hey, like, please do not. Uh, uh, interrupt me in this 25 minutes from 12 to, to 12.45 please do not interrupt me because after 12.30 I'll be hyped and I'll go to YouTube and comment Twitter for like 15 <laughs> minutes, crazy and then I'll come back to be, you know, and I apologize and, you, know, <laughs> you know, just so you know I, it's not
0: intentional. Right, you'll come back to Earth after Yeah, that.
1: I've been waiting for that episode for like for as long as I can remember Gear 5.
0: <laughs> what What do you think makes One Piece as successful as it's been?
1: Um, I think at the end of the day, you know, uh, it's, it's the fact that, you know, the way that the story is told, it's focused on relationships, it's focused on, you know, adventures, and it's, and, and it's so genuine, because it's like, Luffy is, at the end of the day, he's just a regular kid who has a very goofy power,
0: really goofy and somehow he's he
1: achieving things that are impossible, Like the fact that he was able to build a crew in the first place, just because he saw one guy named Shanks who just uh, inspired him, and he decided, okay, I'm I'm gonna become the king of the pirate. Everyone was shocked because no one says that, and he just said it out loud and was laughing about it. At the end of the day. Its not even about him achieving the one piece is that he the journey of getting to it is 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 the one piece the whole time wow, like even in the story that's 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 the whole point everyone else is like the one piece I'm like, sure. no, this is the one piece well, the friendships that he's building the the people that he's saving along the way and and he never claimed to be a hero or savior at all to him he's just having fun and he meets all these people like literally he he toppled the whole c- country. Because the the someone in the country feed him when he was hungry, and he learned that that you know that was the only food that they had, and he's like, no one deserves to be hungry. Who's doing this? They're like, is this guy who can turn into a dragon? Okay, I'll go punch him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he went and beat that guy. He became he he literally transformed while they were fighting. He had no idea how to do it, but somehow he went in and in the fight, getting beat up so many times, he figured out how to beat him by he he literally had to die to transform into something else to beat that human dragon it's insane do you
0: identify with oh
1: yeah i wear the freaking hat Mm -hmm. (laughs) i wear the straw hat uh you know because of luffy i I was you know i literally saw the hat like a long time ago i've been wearing the same hat too at this point is the colors have been changing because it's a straw hat the sun Mm -hmm. uh and i saw the hat i'm like, all right this is going to be the hat i'm going to wear for the for 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 until i find my one piece then i'll take it off and then literally it's, it's it's you know even the way that i was building my team i had a team of 10 person for so long and every person matched the personality of luffy and his crew like literally oh. we we had this lady come to office she was gonna host um like be a host on one of my tv shows and uh, but apparently in her past she does like like like, like kind of like readings and stuff and she was just sitting there she was like your crew is very interesting or your team is very interesting and I'm like what do you mean he was like this guy you know he kind of has a fire aura which was Zorro <laughs> and then Jose Antonio he's like this guy is very sweet he has a flower rainflower, a sunflower aura which is and, and he loves to cook Jose Antonio which is Sanji it was insane uh, that lady wow. was able to point all that out and then I had this girl named um, who who had a uh, Nami's personality, uh, and she was like kind of broke. I was like, "Whoa, this is insane!" That was the best day of my life. Yeah, and I was like, someone else noticed that I was, you know, even though they had no idea what One Piece was, but they were able to, you know, diagnose their personalities and and how we're all different, but the fact that we're all walking, you know, like doing the same thing to achieve one thing, but we they all have their own different things that they were doing because One Piece luffy's crew everyone had their own goals but at the end of the day they all come together because it aligns uh they're all heading to the same direction but they all have different goals so they're all entrepreneurs in their own sense mm-hmm. nami wants to just to wait for luffy to become the one piece and steal all the goal because she thinks one piece is the goal and yeah. then zoro just wants to be the strongest like swords uh, fighter ever and he knows he can achieve the if he follows luffy and sanji just wants to feed the whole world and make sure no one is hungry and and he knows Luffy loves to eat. And he decided that, and Luffy makes him feel good because no matter what he cooks, he's excited to eat it. <laughs> right. He's, he's so like, cool. you know what? I'm going to just cook for this guy for the rest of his life. And then I also try to figure out how to achieve the all blue, you know, make sure there's food for everybody. You know, it's, it's super cool. So, yeah.
0: And what is your uh, thoughts? Like Japanese anime, mm-hmm. what does Japanese anime do that Western film cinema doesn't do? Yeah.
1: So, in in, in the West here, they spend a lot of time, and this probably reflects on society at all, at the same time. Because filmmakers, especially studios, they create things that people are interested in. And here, violent, guns, you know, boom. That's what people are interested in here. Uh, Not everybody, of course. But, like, majority at at the time, the people that are seeking content are watching things that are very, very, like, disturbed, you know, bombs and weird stuff so and there's a lot of dysfunction shows out there like those tv shows where people be in islands and doing weird shit like people enjoy that that's why i think forum is going to work because people here are very traumatized but they don't know because they seek all these shows that validate who they are and and how how they see society but and when you go to japan the culture is so different like people are so polite it's it doesn't make sense like why being nice People are inherently nice to each other, and they value human connection. Even here, we value human connection, but at the end of the day, it's, you know that it's very off. Uh, but when you go to Japan, it's different. You 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 walk, and someone is bowing their head to you. Uh, it's super nice. Like people are just genuinely nice, and th- that reflects into their creation. When they do anime, you see that in those shows. And the reason why us Western people love watching Japanese anime is because somehow deep 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 down in their subconscious, we want that. And we keep watching it. And that's why One Piece is one of the biggest stories I ever told. Bigger than like Harry Potter. Like it's huge. It's like the number two uh, when it comes to book soul. The highest book soul. I, I think like Macbeth or something is number one. Mm. And then you have One Piece. Like goofy ass mm-hmm. anime. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's like it's goofy if you don't take time and actually watch it. But the moment you watch it, then you realize how deep this 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 anime is when it comes to human connection. Because we're lacking that now as a society and, and there's this anime that's explaining it so brilliantly and so silly at the same time. Uh but here you come here, it's like even now, like we're we're trying to create anime here, but it's at the end it's just people cutting each other with their katana, you know, yeah. like katanas Yu-Gi-Oh. and violin, mm-hmm. fights all the time. One piece there's a lot of fights, but every fight it's not about Luffy winning, it's about changing that person's uh like perspective Character. on people. Like he he never uh actually take anyone's life. That's the whole point of One Piece. All of his fight, he would he would fight them, but the whole fight is dialogue. They're literally challenging each other's beliefs. And the end of the day, who has the strongest will ends up winning because they, their belief actually is rooted into society, human longevity, human belief. And at the end of the day they win because the other person realized how flawed their beliefs were. And they give up in the fight. And then Luffy end up winning, but at the end of the day, he, sometimes all the people he he's fighting a human dragon, like this is a big ass dragon right now. But somehow his belief is so strong that he transformed into what they call the Sun God, because there were so many people in the, in in the bottom of that island that were hoping for him to win, all praying, fighting too. They all believe they let all of their belief and they just, and just let him handle it, and they believe that he's going to win and he had to transform for him to win because of all of that support but kaido the dragon man he just believes in conquering cuz he thinks he's the supreme being and you know he if you're not strong you, you don't even deserve to be in his presence and his will is so strong that people around him will faint luffy also has a very strong will uh, but he he's super empathetic and he and he the way he looked cracked design wise he's so goofy that you, you will never get afraid of him. But but wh- whenever he's angry, he, he transforms into something else. You're like, oh crap, mm-hmm. this guy is goofy, but like, you don't want to mess with him. But he has that grace and he has his own boundaries that he doesn't change no matter who you are. And now that he's fighting a dragon, he's like, like, what? You know, he's really strong because he's, he's rooted into making sure that no one is ever hungry, making sure that no one goes, um, you know, doesn't have shelter, just basic human needs. So, you know, I, I see myself in that. Uh, Like, I'm not crying. Something got in my eye. <laughs> but I was like, yeah. I was like, yeah. So, but yeah, I mean, that's how I approach everything. I feel like somehow I've gotten, you know, like impacted very heavy with like the Japanese culture, the Japanese anime, the style that they use. And even down to when I do films and documentaries, I try to bring that human aspect to it, make it so, so, so simple that you as a person watching it, you're going to be like, I understand what this person is going through. Like, it's there's a deeper meaning in every story, every line, that, every question I ask, everything that the person said. Um, uh, maybe, you know, some people can say, but well, who who makes you the person who decides all that? Because at the end of the day, I'm literally getting feedback from the people, turning it into question and asking people, again, the same question that I got from, from other individuals, and then it's just a very beautiful loop, I think, where I'm just getting source from people, asking them those questions, and them answering, creating more information for me to ask them those same questions. At the end of the day, all the documentaries i produced is the same questions that I keep asking uh, because at the end of the day, that's what people are asking. It's super simple, but it's it's it, it, it comes down to being able to listen and hearing those questions. That's why in, in, in advertising, I got very successful because every campaign I create it was never original I was I was I was always you know telling people this is not my idea I'm just reading your comments and seeing that people are saying hey uh, I had this crutch company that I was doing advertising for and then before before I came and they were spending so much money to acquire a single customer and I went into their comments and I saw they have like thousands of comments of people saying hey when I use the crutch I always get burned like is there a solution for that and I, and I brought them to their attention like can you guys fix this like so many people are asking about this. They're like, oh, we didn't we didn't know. And I'm saying, well, create a solution and do a video and answer those questions. And that video went viral to a point that that's a single video that I use for every campaign, uh, which also cut costs on their end to even do any other video. Because at the end of the day, they were answering a very dire question that everyone was asking. Mm-hmm. And it became a, a goal mine for them to completely using that same video, recycle it, turn into audio, turn into short videos, and made it into different, different uh uh like um uh platforms you know, and just share the hell out of the video and, and people were able to get their answers, you know, you know, their question answers very quickly and they respond more more different variation to that same question. Because now this is solved. Now their back, their legs, you know, because they're, you know, their legs, you know, one of their legs is amputated. They lose balance. Like I learned so much from just listening to people, their comments, even to the Freedom Project, the the forum itself. It's someone from a school that I was doing a, you know, um, uh, the the listening series virtually, and then the kid said, "It'll be super cool if we can." you know, introduce mental health at a very young age. I, I think that, that's going to make kids to learn about mental health. I'm just like, that's a great idea. And I went, Google, how do you pass a bill? And I wrote a <laughs> <Yeah. the> whole <laughs> summary and I sent it to the the, the Capitol. Uh, and I wish back then I had AI because that would have saved me so much time. Uh, I remember doing the whole process on Chat GTP and it told me the whole process, draft the whole summary, wow. even draft the bill. I was like... I would save so much money on research if this was But now you know it better. Yeah, exactly. Because you went and
0: did it yourself. Because
1: I know how to prompt the platform, how to act the right prompt Mm -hmm. because I spent years just figuring it out. Uh, But yeah, so, you know, um, I forgot where I was going with all this. We were talking
0: about the difference between Western culture and Japanese anime. Yeah. And you're right. It's more human. It's more nuanced and people Mm -hmm. can identify. But you posted the picture of how much it costs to get a bill like oh, that? Oh, yeah.
1: Yes. It's expensive. It's like $200,000. And this is just local in the state of Missouri. I'm not even talking about a national bill because there's so many different individuals that are involved into it. And maybe, to me, in my opinion, that's super wrong. It doesn't make sense that they have to create. But we're in a capitalistic world. And every level of consumer interaction is designed in a way that people do pay for it. It doesn't right. matter what it is. It's a transaction. It's all legal too. So, um, but the reason why I post that, even though my lawyer was like, you are, you are a headache, but I, I love what you do. That's why I, I'm not firing you because <laughs> <laughs> I, I just publish everything because uh, I treat my Instagram like my girlfriend tags me all the time and I never reshare it and I feel bad. But I was like, I use this as a platform to document all of these things that I'm learning, doing. So me changing that throws the whole platform off. And I apologize. Someday, maybe maybe I'll create something different. But today, I'm not creating that uh, You know, because my energy is focused on this. And, and I share all those numbers down to even uh, – last year, I lost like $98,000 like one day. And I post the whole thing, my QuickBooks, everything on social media, and I was explaining it. And I'm like, all right, this is how to avoid losing this, and this is how to do this. This this is why I lose this, and this is how it happened.
0: So you lost close to a hundred grand in yeah, a day. Yeah,
1: in a day that is not normal. <laughs> what what happened? Well, back then, um, I was doing a, a a TV series called Monday Makeover. You know, uh, the writer approached me. She was very passionate, and to me, I gravitated to people like that. I'm sure. just like, I want to help. What can I do? <laughs> yeah. And then she told me the concept of the show, and and then to me, in my head, I already visioned the whole show already. And then I'm like, let's do it. And then uh, when all the numbers came in, we realized we needed a big crew. We need six different camera angles. And we're using the cinema, like Sony FX9s, they're huge, six of them. And we had like 200 millimeter lenses for each lens just to get tight shots. It was a big production. And we rented a, a, a beauty salon. And the owner uh, said that a day for him to close, it will cost him 10K. I said, cool, let's do it. So we rented the store, cl- you know, closed the whole day. Uh, and then all those cameras were all rented and like it was expensive and then you know i i hired this big ass crew and there were so many different people and then i had an investor in line because the way that i operate is like i'll i'll put it put put money up front and produce the first episode so that i can the pitching will be easy i'll just go hey this is what we're trying to do are you interested uh so i had an investor in line but in the in in the set, you know, you have so too many, a lot of women in the film because it's a domestic violence focus project, women empowerment, and you have a few other people that are that don't have good good intentions. They see the women, and you know, they lose their shit, and then and then one thing led to another. There were some people messing around on set, and it just turned into really really bad thing. Which I learned uh, not to be detached from my 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 projects because I was like, this is a big project. I don't have time to manage the day to day. I need to focus on other things. So I hired the wrong people to manage something that I should have been the person managing every level of it because this, this writer approached me and trusted me. So I should have been deli- be able to deliver that and make sure that her, her goal and her dream can, can be successful. Uh, but then I was just burnt out and I, I just checked out and I let someone else manage. And you know, even though they lied to me about their their skills, they didn't have the skills at all. So everything went under uh, because the word got out that these people were messing, and the other investors found out they all exited. But I already put up my money to fund it, uh, and then within the day I just lost all of that. It was crazy. So I, I went to on, I just went to Instagram and I just shared, hey, this is how much I lost. This is the QuickBooks. Uh, if you ever if you ever find yourself in a situation, this is what to, this is what not to do. <laughs> yeah. avoid this because yeah, I did yeah, that avoid and this. I messed up. Remember that, because I have a lot of entrepreneurs that also follow me on Instagram. So I try to just be transparent, and I just do that for me, you know, not because I'm trying to, you know, make get get anyone, you know, inspired or anything. I just do it because just to remind myself to come back and look at those videos whenever I'm in that problem ever, because you know, it, it it's acting as a diary for me to journal everything I'm doing virtually. So that when I'm in a situation, what did I do back then? Because I, I do forget very easily. So every now and then I'll go back to my videos, back to when I was touring music, and I'll, and I'll remember, okay, how did we lose this deal with Capitol Records? And I'll go back, oh, this is what we did. We weren't communicating as a team. Uh, we all had individual goals, but we didn't really know what those goals were. Right. Because uh, we we were afraid to tell each other and lose each other as a, t- as a crew. Uh, and then when, he, when it came down to Capitol Records, I was able to see that this is not a team. No one is supporting each other. So I'll go back and I'm say, okay. Don't do that here. Tell people what you That's a good What practice. your goal is, like, uh, what do you what do you want to achieve as an individual and then as a team? Because we're all very inherently selfish at the end of the day. But that's okay because we 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 have our own thoughts, we have our own dreams and goals. But if we don't communicate that, we we end up stabbing each other in the back. So to me, I try to be very transparent with, hey, my goal is to achieve this. What is your goal? And this is a safe space. Just tell me. I'm not going to judge you. I just want to know what your goal is so that I can better uh, work with you. Because if you don't tell me what your goal is, I'm just going to pursue my goal, even though you're helping me achieve this goal. Right. Because I don't know what you want. So I, I, you know, I, I, I like to be very upfront with that when I work with people now. So, but yeah, so with that project, I was in, you know, upfront with people. I had so many other things happening and I decided to take that on. I didn't have the time for it. Uh, I didn't have the you know you know the the investment wasn't confirmed. I just took his word. I should have in hindsight I should have signed papers to make sure that I had the right document. I had a very soft agreement with him uh and then the terms were in his favor. Uh and I I took everything emotional and sued him which I shouldn't have done. <laughs> And that's why it cost me ninety eight thousand dollars. <laughs> oh gosh, because you have more, like, legal yeah, too. more legal fees. Yeah, more legal fees. And you paid for the equipment. Yeah. and Yeah. I mean, it was bad. Like it was incredibly bad. And but no no one knew what I was going through uh while all of that was happening. I, I actually shared this meme back then of uh, of someone hugging someone crying and I put me, me, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> me, me confronting myself. Doing it by yourself. That's <laughs> hilarious. Cause a lot of people were angry. No one know what happened because I can't I could not legally talk about what was happening because the case were still ongoing. And then I could I could only tell a few people that I trusted and one of them decided to record me and share that with everybody else. And I was like this is crazy. There you go. Chose, that's a yeah. story right there. Yeah, it was it was bad. Like
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's a story. One right. of the things that you were talking about, I saw mm-hmm. you talking about it, mm-hmm. and I liked it. And it's 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 complex mm-hmm. because you're driven and you want to get this stuff done and you have right. a lot of different projects you want to work on and mm-hmm. you have like Luffy, you mm-hmm. have a vision, you have a goal, you have a team, right? And you want to acquire that one piece. But you also mentioned this phrase or this concept of mm-hmm. sometimes that may not be for me. Right. Like if there's a project and it's just not working out, mm-hmm. then being comfortable enough to be like, you know, I guess that isn't my thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were mentioning it on the rooftop right. near the Kaufman Center. And like that idea of, hey, this isn't for me mm-hmm. uh, is so hard. And I think oh, it yeah. really helps you with probably avoiding burnout Mm -hmm. that way you don't commit to things that just don't pan out and that's something i think a lot of people can learn about Mm -hmm. is being willing to be like hey let go yeah, let go. Mm-hmm.
1: No, yeah. I mean, even this event that just got canceled. I know back then it was ninety eight thousand that I lost. This one was like two hundred and forty something. <laughs> Are you gonna
0: make another in video like,
1: in two days? <laughs> like uh, I remember, like even with with um um Austin yesterday, he saw me like doing like returns, just returning people's money. He's like, you're still returning money. I was like, wow. yeah, two hundred and forty something thousand. That's a lot to like return in like in two days. I'll just be like returning, and I'll get emotionally burnt out. And I'm like, okay, I'll take a break. I'll do <laughs> you're this more. You get burnout returning people's yeah, money. Yeah, it's crazy because you know I, I I don't have to, but I want to operate in good faith. No, it makes sense. So I want to make sure that people long term because what be what best. I want to do is 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 not just because I want to do cool stuff. It's because I want to make sure that you know access to mental health like. It's it's a it's a bigger problem than me and all of that and anything that I'm bringing to the table. I just happen to be the guy who's working on it. So, but at the end of the day, I'm I'm human and I'm 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 very flawed. I'm you know I, I make mistakes. So that's why I do things like that. I return people's money whenever you know, stuff like that happen because, you know, number one is out of my control and these people trusted me to do this, but it's not happening. So I'll make sure that I operate in good faith. Uh, But yeah, when it comes to me having that ability to let go, at the end of the day, you know, I I was able to learn that, the reason why I had a really bad stutter was because of uh, all the things that I was identifying when it comes to trauma. I mean, I was very traumatized scared and I am traumatized. I, I made that my identity and, and it automatically made it a defective identity. Oh, and wow. over time, everything that happened in my life, it was defective. Anything bad was me and it became a detect, you know, like a defective part of my identity. And somehow I developed a really bad stutter from all of that suppressed, you know, emotions, like suppressed, like experiences that I was experiencing that weren't going well. I was like, well, this is me, obviously. But at the end of the day, I was able to learn and I, and actually learned this entire be, uh, was that, you know, the, the things that happened to me as a kid weren't my fault. It's something that I experienced, unfortunately, but it's not something that I put on myself. I was just in a very bad environment, number one, and I happened to experience really bad people at a very young age and that impacted my experience to that thing that, that we were all doing at the same time uh, from like people dying, me me getting molested, all of these things weren't my fault but I didn't have anyone else telling me, hey, this is not your fault, this is an experience, it's not who you are, it's an experience and that's it. Uh, so I, I apply that down to me losing this big event uh it's because, you know, you know, uh, a lot of things happen to for that event to 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 be canceled within two days before it. However, that cancellation doesn't define who I am. Mm-hmm. You know, that that helps me keep pursuing other things and keep pursuing the event and have grace for myself because I know I've put in four years of work to make this happen. It got canceled. I you know, there are things bigger than me, they're the things happening in the cosmos that I have no idea. I'm here today. This whole universe is operating so that we can have this conversation today. What if this? What if whatever is is maintaining gravity just said, all right, "I'm tired," and drop us? We're, like, we're done. So mm-hmm. it's it, all these little things that I, I genuinely believe. The things that I do is is adding to that, you know, perfect operating system. And me having a, a tech background, you know. Uh, I see computers as something that 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 they think they have free will, but at the end of the day, we can pick the computer and drop it, and the computer is gone. Uh, you know, I, I apply the whole universe, but the computer will do its thing. Right now, our phones are communicating, whether we like it or not. We, everything is syncing because they have free will. They think they have free will, but they do have free will in their own box, and and the networks that we've built as humans and make sure the computers are all connecting. Um, like the Bluetooth system, we can airdrop stuff. Like right now, our phones are talking, whether we like it or not. it's the same thing with us. We have that free will as human beings, uh, to like, you know, either you know do X or do Y. So to me, whenever I am I, I am doing anything, I make sure that me as an individual, I'm not attached to that. And if it doesn't work, I'm just like, well, I may have lost six figures, but I'll uh, I'll walk away with that experience that I've learned. It was a great experience. I met someone like Angela. She so changed my whole in, like email game. Like She is one of the best communications person I've ever worked with. Joss Damp is a phenomenal event coordinator, amazing, meticulous guy. And throughout the whole process, I've never seen him stress. And I was like, how do you maintain uh, such a high stress Environment project and be so graceful, no matter what it is. He, he always had the best things to say. So I met all of these individuals. You know, I've met the whole Kaufman team, they were amazing. The way they deliver was in a whole different level and i was learning from all of that now i'm, I'm taking all of those experience and applying to something else because at the end of the day it's not even about the event it was about the process leading up to the event the people that i've met things that i've done uh you know the 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 education that i received from all of these individuals to me i'm genuinely honored by that instead of seeing as as a defect in my identity when the event doesn't work it, it, I've I've just accumulated amazing people, amazing experiences, stories to tell about. Because it's messy. It's it's life is messy itself. So uh, I feel like I'm just mirroring everything I believe into things that I do. Because I feel like it's a giant test yeah. to see whether I'm gonna give up. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like okay? He, you know, like down to me talking about mental health. You know, my my friend back then, James, got killed while I was talking about gun violence and like like and also talking about like veterans and stuff. And out of nowhere, it was a freak accident. Someone shot him and killed him. And then I was like, "What the heck, man? Whoever is up there, you need to chill. I'm tired." Right. Because <laughs> like et- anything I talk about, because lately I've been talking about loss. I've been talking about identity. And then this event dropped. And I was like, "Cause you know, I, I, I you know, I remember someone telling me this is really hard for you because you put yourself out there. You're everywhere. Everyone is talking about this event and this drop. How are you handling this? How are you smiling right now?" And I was like because it's it's whatever I'm doing it's bigger than me and this event and this event doesn't define what I'm doing so it is what it is and he's yeah. like what about the money i was like money will always come as long as i have the you know i'm doing what i believe genuinely believe because i knew there with luffy he knows food will always come as long as he do good, he, mm. whatever he believes good is. So good. Because so like, to him, food equals the money. He's, mm. he's always hungry. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> so good. And you're mm. not the event. Yeah,
1: I am not. Yeah. You know, the, the event was just a, and one thing I like about the team, especially Angela, She, I remember the day of 25th, I was trying to book another event space and transfer everything there within two days. And she like, hey, look, you need to stop. Like, just stop. Go home. I'm home. She's <laughs> like, okay, just stop. Walk away from the computer. This is canceled. It's going to be okay. And, and to me, that literally, you know, saved me from more headache because I had those people, again, down to the experience. Now I'm learning that from Angela, that even though I believe that this is not my identity, but at the end of the day, somewhere, I, I wanted to make it happen. But I had the right people around me to remind me, hey, this is not an identity. Just walk away from it. It's okay. Everything is going to be Okay. And to me, that like reaffirmed everything. In the midst of chaos, I literally shut my computer down. I remember, uh, uh, um, um, Austin came over, and, and we just went to the pool and lay, laid out like it was nothing, wow. and we had drinks. We were just hanging out
0: after this event was canceled <laughs> that you've been working. The on for day four that years. it was
1: canceled, we we just just sat in the pool like everything was okay, That's and incredible. then you know we just hung out and like one of our other friends came in. Paul, you know, he's he's like on crutches and then humble me. And just see him, you know, ca- coming over with the pain,
0: right, right? And I'm just like,
1: I have really good people around me. I need to chill. This is this is not the end of the world, and then that kind of helped me just identify. All right, this is an event. That's what it is. And you are here trying to make it happen. It's not happening. Cool. Let's figure out how to move on. Yeah, uh, and because that reframes you know, everything. No, it does because you know, you know, the the things that we're working on, we have no idea whether they're even real. Or we just believe in them and it's happening. Uh, but at the end of the day, is like, what is the things that we've been working on? Like, who gives us the right to work on them? Just a thought pops in our head or something that we've experienced a long time ago and we want to accomplish it. Like, but what is good? Like, <laughs> Down to it. So, you know, um, uh, to me, I define good as something that benefits uh, a mass of people. Like even the rebrand of the Freedom Project, you know, it's it's down to like physics, like e e equals m, uh, you know, m c square, like mass energy. i um, because I've been learning about so much about energy and frequency, and I'm like, that's why I felt like the name has to change eventually. Maybe next 2024, I'm thinking about changing it to like like a mixture of energy and like protons, uh, because if you bring those two together uh it's 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 so ingrained in who we are as humans because that's who we are energy and like protons and hydrogens and all these other elements is in us uh to like and it's so similar to the universe uh and maybe this came from a place of pain i was just in my room just thinking about human behavior and then I, I just re- remembered back in college I was working on the E equals MC square back in chemistry, uh, and I went into my bathroom and I started writing the the the, the actual Whoa, like, like
0: Einstein yeah like
1: <laughs> I like wrote the whole like equation and I came down to calling the Freedom Project like infinity but infinity I N P H and P H to like signify protons so infinity instead of the regular infinity spelling F I but it's P H I. the middle so that's going to be the new rebrand for freedom project oh
0: we get the exclusive i know i I haven't even shared
1: this is literally on my window in my uh like bathroom mirror i haven't even because i'm like because i feel like the freedom project was good when i started it people needed that reminder that freedom is a toxic version of what we what we experience every day now um but i needed that but now that i'm growing i i I need to humble myself and instead of calling people out infinity just ties the whole thing together like where hey okay a young abraham needed this to call people out but now I'm, I'm i'm approaching even more people i'm approaching bigger stages i need to hum i need, I need to have the space of love that i've been writing book i'm writing about for so long uh, and create that space for people to come in and understand that w- when it comes to whole health you know, we, we, we need, we need like an infinite energy in order to achieve that. But as a community. So that's the whole equation that I came down to hey. for like, for like infinity to be the new rebrand for Freedom Project. So. I'm
0: excited because I know you mm-hmm. thought about Freedom Project for a while and you have the logo. And I remember mm-hmm. seeing that logo with the key and everything. Yeah. I was like, whoa, I know that it's was cool. so cool. So
1: I, I can be very deep with logos because the F, FB just represents human and the key, is the, the key is literally you. So You just cool. need to access it and open your own freedom. <laughs> so
0: I'm excited for, to see that infinity. Okay, I'm mm-hmm. going to do a rapid fire round with you real quick mm-hmm. and then you have a final message. Cool. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So question number one, what's something you wish more people knew about you?
1: <laughs> so one thing that people assume is like I am this very serious guy, but I'm not at all. Right. Like, people that know me know how goofy I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch One Piece <laughs> as my entertainment. So uh something that my son experienced all the time. Like I, uh, I remember Jose Antonio telling me you're a different person when your son is here. Mm-hmm. Like what the heck? Because it's like I wear many hats. So I I can just take that off and put that on depending on the situation, uh, but that doesn't mean I'm changing who I am. It's just I'm in in that moment, in that you know space that I'm currently in, I I try to meet that frequency because at the end of the day, frequency, uh you know you know us as human beings, we're all gravitating at the same like frequency, that that's why we usually have really great conversations usually, because we're vibing at the same level. So to me, wh- whatever I do, I try to approach uh, approach this space based off of what the frequency is. Uh, with my son, I'm like, really weird. I, I've been, I, I talk to him like, I don't even know how to talk. <laughs> yeah. Like if you see me with, with my five year <laughs> like whenever he talks normal, I'm just like, no, we don't talk normal. <laughs> I was like, don't complete your sentences. His mom is like, he has to learn how to talk. You have to stop. (laughs)
0: I was like, no, it's fine, man. He's a kid. You're going on podcasts, (laughs) doing all this stuff. And then with him, you're just talking. Oh, yeah.
1: I'm just talking super weird. Like, you know, he he like um, uh, calls uh, like blueberries, like blue, blue. It's so funny. And now that he knows how to say it, I'm so sad about it. I was like, no, don't. Right. It's not a blueberry. It's not a blueberry. Say it the way you say it. Favorite yeah.
0: soccer player and why? Oh man,
1: uh, OG Ronaldo,
0: Brazilian man. Ronaldo, yeah, Brazilian Ronaldo, number nine, I,
1: I, number nine for the, my forever number nine. I like grew up watching him. My like one of my um, uncles, uh, one of my favorite uncle, always called himself like Luis Nazario Ronaldo, and because that's his full name. And and I grew up seeing he's a really good soccer player. He's the reason why I got into soccer. My uncle. And he always had number nine and he always had his jerseys whenever he played and i'm and and i watched his game he was phenomenal It, it like all this messy messy is amazing but ronaldo was a different player i felt like he was a more of a movement player everything he did i defined culture in football uh i call it football because that's how i grew up saying yeah it. uh but like so I, I watched him he's not just about soccer for him like this man could have run f- for president in Brazil and he will win. Like that to me, is it's, it's a whole level of like achievement that, uh, that but at the end that he's so humble, you see him, he's just like, you know, eh, man, how are you doing? That's
0: how I talk. Yeah. It's know? funny talking yeah. to soccer players. Oftentimes they'll talk about Brazilian Ronaldo, but mm-hmm. then outside it's Messi, Ronaldo, yeah, Ronaldinho, you know? Pele, yeah. you, know? you know? Yeah. I mean,
1: Pelé too is is up there for me, uh-huh. uh, but to me, I, I more relate to Ronaldo, Luis Nazario, Delima Ronaldo. Uh, he, he's the only soccer player that I genuinely look up to. Like, I've met some really big name people, and I never react. But I feel like if I ever meet Ronaldo, I'll probably pass out. Uh, like, <laughs> like I've I've been in some really big name artists or like entertainers, and I'm just like whatever like how can I help you
0: but number nine he would boom (laughs) through everybody I love watching highlights man strong fast
1: like creative it's crazy that's why I I didn't play soccer much in the US because they were more like they draw the whole game and I'm just like there's no freedom in this like let let me freestyle like I grew up watching Ronaldo that's awesome well yeah
0: do you know Musabaro
1: Oh yeah, he's my uh little cousin. Um, uh, he is playing for Bologna right now. He's mm-hmm. he's the one who made it in soccer, you know. He's really incredible. Good. Really good. Gambia. He's he's you know, I, I remember back in uh college, uh, high school in Gambia, the moment we realized he's going to make it is when cuz you know, back then he would want to play with us. We we're like, "No, you're young. No." And then he played. I swear to god, his first touch, he was in the middle of the field and kicked them, scored. Like it was the most aggressive score I've ever seen, and he did that three times. And we were, all, and mind you, we were like, you know, like pretty pretty high level. And this kid came in; he was dominating the whole field. Wow! I I, I, I literally stood there, I was like, "Damn, <laughs> right, this is the one that's gonna make it." Like I've worked hard so much, but I I I just saw it and I knew that he's gonna make it. Uh, I, I I like re- remember he sent me like seventeen thousand dollars, like. And I'm like, wow, this kid really made it. <laughs>
0: wow, yeah,
1: no, yeah, he's 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 talented. Like watch he's his been highlights. scoring goals like crazy. He's an incredible finisher.
0: Um, he can cross with both feet. Oh yeah, both well. feet, and
1: he and he can jump pretty high. He's and he's physically very strong. Like you know, and he's tall, right? Really. T- I mean, he just t- got a, he, just, he got tall from nowhere because his uh-huh. his older brother, uh, uh, you know, Sherry Barra SM, super short. All this brother, Ching, super short. His mom is super short. And he's just like, Phew he's long and i was like this is not fair man but you know what i'm very happy for him yeah. um I, sometimes i wish i was in in that in those moments because that was my dream <laughs> uh, and i'm very competitive <laughs> me too uh, and seeing him and i was like you know what? It's, it's nice i i i this is family it's okay yeah uh, so but at the end of the day deep down com- like my uh, competitiveness but i was like i would have dominated if i was here <laughs> i watch him play i was like yeah, I know what he's going to do. He's going to shoot and he scores. And I was like, yep, I know this. Yeah. But, but uh, it's just me yeah. in my living room watching. Totally. I was like, no one is here to validate this. Um, it's so funny,
0: <laughs> especially whenever we really want to make it. Oh and yeah, We know how long we've trained and how much effort we put in. Yeah, right. And then someone shows up who completely outclasses everybody.
1: Yeah, and, and he didn't actually like, he wasn't really into it. He was just naturally gifted. Wow. It was crazy when he played with us because I was like, whoa. Like, I, cause I remember uh, at some point, you know, I had a free kick and I was like, trying to like outperform him. Cause I was like, this is my thing. Usually I'm piece. the one who's out here dominating. Like, you know, I, cause, cause I can jump really high too. Like, yeah. like, like, uh, uh, whenever it, it comes to corners, like free kick, I'm always ready to add a kick or, or, or beat a header. Cause I, I, I can move really well in the box. Uh, and, and he came in and took that. And I was like, what the heck? And he was like, boom, like, boom, boom, three, all goals. Every touch was a goal. And I'm just like, nah. And then I had a free kick and it was so bad because now I'm like, now it's personal. in your head. Yeah. yeah, it was in my head, and I, and I had a really bad free kick, and I was like, "Well, uh, at least it's gonna be successful, and uh, it's it's all right." So and you know him, you know. Oh no, like, yeah. I saw him grow up as a kid. Like right. it was crazy. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. at least his mom's last name is Sise yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> so really? It's cool. Yeah. So his mom is related to to my dad. Wow. Uh, yeah. So super super talented. Right.
0: Okay. Rapid fire question number <laughs> three is: If this happens, drop your therapist.
1: Oh. Oh, well, if if a therapist is dismissing what you were going through, 100 percent drop them because their therapist is like that. They'll cut you off and try to dismiss the things that you were saying because their job is to listen and identify ways that they can help you navigate the things that you were saying. However, there are therapists that will dismiss you, and sometimes these are older therapists that have different methods. Sometimes it could be younger therapists because I've, I've I've actually experienced this with with a therapist who kind of dismissed what I said because I came from Africa. They have no con. They've never been. They've never traveled at all, so they have no experience as to the things that I am saying. So I, I felt like I was being cut. She was cutting off, cutting me off all the time, and being very dismissive. Like, well, that's not what was happening. Was <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not even finished yet. <laughs> I'm just at like, you know, you know the first arc. I've been talking about right. arc two or three <laughs> and you already cut me off. This so, is yes, episode definitely. one. Right? Yeah. yeah. That's 1,600 episodes.
0: So if they're dismissive, drop them.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because okay. it doesn't make sense. Your job is to help me understand and validate those, those feelings and help me navigate. Yeah. Not just saying, well, no, that's not
0: what's happening. Yeah. You yeah. don't know. And yeah. then message mm-hmm. four, if you had a billboard that was going to be seen by millions of people and you mm-hmm. put one phrase on it, what would it say?
1: Uh, you are not your mental illness. It's not who you are. It's just an experience. Mm. Literally, I literally had a billboard that I was going to do that. Like a big billboard just said that. But then uh, it, it never it, ne- it never happened back then because I could not afford it. I found a billboard for like $7,000 for a week. <laughs> and i wanted to oh, have I, didn't I, wanted to, I, I know right you don't realize all of these things until you start working in those spaces and that was a discounted billboard by the oh. way and it was just for two weeks and i was like how the heck do companies afford and they keep saying oh we don't have money for this i was like you have a billboard that's been around for three months
0: dang I'm like what so yeah, yeah they hopefully they look at their balance sheet and they're like oh yeah i didn't realize the billboard was that expensive no it is so mm-hmm. That's all my rapid fire questions. Awesome. Thanks for being here.
1: Yeah, me too. Thanks for having me, you know? yeah. It's it's been nice to reflect and talk back and and like share share the things that I'm working on and the people that come across. And like, congrats to you. Cause I remember when, when we first started talking, like mm-hmm. this, this, this is pretty cool.
0: It's, it was in the yeah. making, you know, right? yeah. I was like, just trying to listen to you to hear how you've done some of the things you've done. Mm-hmm. And then since then, it's been trying to build as well. So
1: yeah. no, like if, even the mic, the shore mics, cause I remember you had a different mic back <laughs> right? then. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's the shore mic. So I was, i was have my sexy voice. <laughs>
0: Moving up. you <Make laughs> right? sound yeah. so good. So on to the next one. Yep. You got sir. it, sir. All right, folks, we'll see you next time. Awesome. So that's it for this week's episode of the Talk to People podcast. If you all can, before you leave, wherever you're listening, rate the show. If it's Apple Podcasts, give it five stars and write a review. If it's Spotify, you can do five stars. If you're watching on YouTube, you could see the messy studio here, but as you can see, we're about to celebrate. So subscribe, write a comment, hit the bell icon, all of those things that you have to remember about these different platforms. Regardless, thanks for your support. It was great seeing you and I'll see you next time.